Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20 down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. It is January 4th, 2024. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. First Thursday of the year. Good morning. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being here this morning, whether listening live or on podcast. Welcome in. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen all here. And it's Thursday, and that means Corey Price, the trivia wizard, is also here as well. Good morning, everybody. How are you all? Howdy. Howdy. I, you know, still waking up. It happens sometimes. Yeah, that the mornings where you just, there's a little bit more uh, just gunk up in your head, and it kind of takes a minute to feel like a normal person. Still not a normal person, but we'll be normal soon enough. Right, Scoots? Uh, that's debatable with you. Oh, you can Hey-o. suck it, buddy. <laughs> I'm not good today. Oh. oh, no. Oh, boy. What happened? What's wrong, Scooch? Uh, anybody see the Indiana score last night? Yeah, you all just, got waxed just on Nebraska ball. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm, I'm ticked and off. And you all were dogs. Like, Vegas thought you all were going to get beat, too. Yeah. And then you all got kind of whacked. Was yeah. it at home? Nope. No, it was at oh, Nebraska. Okay. Right. Nebraska's all right. They, don't be shocked if you see them rank sooner than later. They're 12-2 and two on the year. Yeah, you, that was just pretty much like... I don't know. After the it first was ten, after the first ten minutes, it was like Nebraska is a much better basketball mm-hmm. team, and they well, I wouldn't say much better, but they were in control the entire game after the first ten minutes. They led the entire time, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Khalil Ware played well. I watched some of the game. He did. Yeah, he's, but he's a good player. I, I don't know. There's there's just something about those nine o'clock games, and you stay up for them, and you're all excited, and then your team just gets boat raced, and you're just at the end of the night, you look back, and you're like, well, what the hell did I stay up till eleven o'clock for? Could have went to bed at 9 o'clock, got my normal eight hours of sleep, been just fine for today. Instead, I risked that sleep to watch bad basketball. No, you said you don't care about sleep for the Hoosiers. Yeah, well, I might need to reevaluate that if they're going to get their butts kicked like that. Indiana's Reed Shepard, Gabe Cups with a big game, five <laughs> points, three assists. It was a, it was like a very poor, poor man's Reed Shepard. Can I? Five rebounds, three assists, five points. He does it all. Roush, zero turnovers. <laughs> fill, fill up the statue. Can I spin that even further? So last night I was telling Gil, and this is going to sound real crazy. Shout out, Gil. But Khalil Ware reminds me a lot of Reed Shepard in the way that they oh, both just – Goodness they, gracious. They both just hit shots that they have no business hitting. 
I mean, it's it's unbelievable some of the shots that both of those guys throw up and make. Uh, Khalil Ware with a more Reed Shepard like stat line. He got a double yeah, double. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we we've gone from the Gabe Cups comparison to the Khalil Ware comparison for Reed <laughs> Shepard. I love it. Let's tune in next week to see who <laughs> will compare Reed Shepard to. Uh, Minute bowl. <laughs> A lot of bull bull in them, actually. Oh. Pistol cool. Pete. <laughs> actually. Corey, how are you? I'm doing swell. Uh, speaking of bad basketball, uh, Louisville lost by uh, 24 last Oof. night. So Yeah, at least I'm not Louisville. That that was fun. It, it's the same talk. I don't, I don't know how Mike Rutherford's going to do his three-hour show every day for the next three months, but it's the same talking points. It's the same stuff. It, 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 so, like, I'm going to say the same stuff that you've heard even me say before. But, it, Roush, it is shocking just – being born in Louisville, growing up in Louisville, obviously you're going to mingle with U of L fans. It's going to be kind of split friend groups, maybe, maybe even predominantly U of L fan, fan friend groups, depending on your makeup. But they uh, they just don't even watch the games anymore. They don't talk about the games anymore. Yeah. They don't text about the games anymore. My wife last night was like, "I know you need to watch for like your radio show, but I have no interest in watching U of L play basketball again this season." They're dead. They're well, especially dead. against a team like Virginia that has owned them since they entered the ACC. Yeah, and Virginia yeah. like has been bad this year. They really needed a win. And they so, scored 77 points. That's like 140. I mean, they just right. might as well be playing biblical studies. Well, Virginia's 11 and 3, so it's not like their well, record's horrible. But you know, but they they just lost by 22 points to Notre Dame, who many thought may be the worst Power Five conference team with U of L. Now Notre Dame's getting a little hot. They should have beaten Joel Justice and NC State last night, but they they gave it away. Lost by two points late in that game. But yeah, it's just they're the worst Power Five team in basketball, and I'm not so sure it's particularly close with U of L. Yeah, yeah, I, I think we crazy to say made that, that clear when they were uh, losing to DePaul. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, like I said, yeah. these are the same talking points we're saying. Um, it was I, funny uh, being on the internet last night and before the game, it's like, oh, there's four players out, too. So you get to deal with that, where not only do we stink, but a lot of our guys aren't even playing because of injuries. And um, what's, what's the guy, Danilo? Yeah. I mean, he started for them. What? That guy has no business playing. Like no Danilo, Zan Payne. They're getting, they're like, you know, they're, they're playing huh. meaningful, I mean, somewhat meaningful minutes for UofL basketball. Uh, Zampain only played four, to be, to be fair, um, but it, it's just a mess. I mean, they're, they're, they're one of the worst basketball teams maybe in the history of Power Five. Yeah. And somehow they're worse than a team that won four games last year, I think. You hate to see it, you know? Corey is not a big U of L fan. Yeah. He's soaking it all up. You're, some people in the rivalry, Corey, say like, you know, it's more fun when U of L is competent. You get both teams thinking they may make a March run. The city gets to buzzing a little bit better. I say that actually. Uh, you don't feel that way. You no, just want I, them to lose every game. Yeah, I, of course. I, I I get more nervous the the better they are because I know if we lose, I'll I'll hear it for for, for next year. So, Corey, did Mail win last night? Uh, they yeah, they beat Scott County by I think. Uh, 32, 34, what? Good. I'm glad I got taken off that game. Yeah. Uh, Scott County is <laughs> not the same Scott County of, of, that's, of years right, past. Right. Yeah. You think like Scott County, you know, that's yeah. Scott County. They, they got ballers. I know uh, Great Crossing is probably yeah. pulling away some I, of that yeah, talent. I, I think most of the good players in that county now are going to Great, great, great Crossing. So it was, not, it was not a game. 
So, Scoots, you, you did not have a game to call last night. Is that what you're saying? I was scheduled to call that game, but I got taken off of it. And I didn't really have an understanding why, but now I don't really care because it was a blowout. So, who cares? Wow. Well, <laughs> Scoots was you know, letting me know. Uh, he, he's busy, TJ, coming up. He came in. He's like, I'm just, just going to be busy. January is going to be loco. Got a doubleheader today. Got a game tomorrow night. Doubleheader Saturday. And then next week, we're going to do it all over. Prior to the mail game, it was 12 games in 14 days. No, it was 14 and 18 days. Okay, sorry. Yeah. No, it's great, though, right? Yeah. You oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. That's, I'm just, that's money. Just got some tired tired mornings coming up. Money even scoots pockets. We well, got to get a good night's sleep and maybe get a healthier lifestyle. Today was actually, the game at Midway today was supposed to be at 5.30 and 7.30 tonight, but they switched it to 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock for today. So that's pretty awesome. I'll be home by 6 o'clock tonight. That's nice. So that's why you're not doing Spears. Exactly. Yep. So we know where the pecking order is on this stuff. Well, Spears always leaves me for Bellerman, so wow. I, I figured I'd Yeah, suck it, Spears. Trouble in paradise. <laughs> figured I'd give him a taste of his own medicine. And Scooch was legitimately bummed that Spears didn't invite him to the New Year's Eve bash, <laughs> but was so relieved to learn that Spears himself didn't even go. So he wasn't <laughs> he wasn't stood up. Uh that's good to hear. Uh thanks everybody for asking. I'm doing great. Um Yeah, no one cares. Stared all of them in their eyes. <laughs> a, a terrible night's sleep. It's been like three nights in a row. Oh. We're not sleeping well. Same, same for my wife. She said this morning, how did you not wake up with that alarm? I was like, what alarm? <laughs> <laughs> my alarm woke me up. That's how you know that like I needed the sleep that I had. So we've been sleeping poorly, and the wife was like, we got to do something. Like, tra- change something. Figure something out. And our dog doesn't sleep with us, but he sleeps in the room. next. He sleeps in the room in a little bed next to us. And... What he'll do is, like, when we get up to go to the bathroom and between the pregnant wife and just me, like, there's probably three or four bathroom trips in a night or maybe waking up to go get the baby or whatever is going on. Or the toddler now. She's not a baby. Um, But she was like, can we get the dog out here? Because when we get up to get moving, sometimes the dog thinks it's, like, wake-up time because dad (laughs) always gets up early. And he does this ear flap scooch that's, like, the (laughs) loudest freaking thing in the world. And he he knows what he's doing. That's his, like, hey, guys, I need to go potty. Like, his little ear flap, and it makes the loudest noise. Yeah, oh, I know that sound too, though. <laughs> yeah, he's got some big like ears. He's got too. floppy big ears. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. Um, she was like, "Can we not have him sleep with us?" Well, I feel bad because that dog grew up with me working at home, working for Rivals. So I was like a blogger boy, being able to work from home. And then the wife worked from home the entire pandemic. So he's like been very much like a. And Vishlas are super needy dogs as is. So like he's. He knows he's being iced out a little bit with the baby or the toddler and another baby on the way and whatnot. I was like, ah, I hate this. Like, he enjoys sleeping with us, but you're the pregnant wife. We're going to do what you say. So right before we were about to go to sleep, I put him downstairs. He didn't have an issue with it. Everything was fine. Point being, we still had a horrible, horrible night's sleep. I have no idea what's going on. I wake up in, like, sweats every freaking night, and uh, I'm sick of it, Ralph. In sweatpants? <laughs> you just put them on in the middle of the night? No, and it's like, I, you know, if I don't wear a shirt, then it's even sweatier. But if I do wear a shirt, then, like, the sweaty shirt is like a wet blanket on me the entire night. I can't win. I just can't so figure it out. So I don't know what to do. you are the Bruce Pearl of, uh, of sleeping. Yes. <laughs> yes. I'm a sweaty person just to begin with. And sleeping has just seemed to break me to some extent. I have, like, one blanket. It's not like I'm, like, loaded up on stuff or anything like that. Well, I think, I think a lot of it is... Um goes back to what you alluded to with Scoots earlier. You probably sleep better if you get a healthier routine during the day. Why don't you, you know, suck it, buddy. My routine's <laughs> very healthy during the day. Oh, right? mine's incredibly unhealthy. It's the worst right now. We're, we're in a slow transition. Some people just like, new year, new me. 
I need like a week or two to break it in. Maybe I, maybe MLK fair. Day. I think that's I think that's okay. I mean, it's also like middle of the week too. Sometimes it's nice just to do a reset on like a Monday. And you may say, "Well, the first was a Monday." Yeah, it's the first though. It's yeah, football I'm on. staying up. Like till... You're gonna have unhealthy food and you know enjoy. Well, yourself. and I got all these goodies from you know people just give you. Am I gonna just not eat the bourbon balls? What, what kind of sicko would do that? Bourbon you know? balls are great. They're, oh, they're so good. Yeah, they're yeah. great. Uh, Corey, you want to do some trivia? Uh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Uh, I think you might be sweating because I think you're nervous about uh, Kenny Payne's uh, future at Louisville. I think that's why you're oh, getting those you're conscious. He would restless be sweating because he's on the hot seat. UofL fans were very mad at Corey Alexander last night. Oh, because he was talking about how bad they were? Yeah, and I had the game on mute. I had to watch on my phone because the wife didn't want to watch. But uh, and we were watching the challenge, too. Horrible challenge episode. Jeez Louise. Just a whole waste of time. But, yeah, UofL fans really mad at Corey Alexander. for He said that you need at least three years to rebuild a program. UofL <laughs> fans' expectation. Like, he was blaming the fans, which was a pretty bold strategy from Corey Alexander. Well, you know, you gotta, it's a long season. He's going to be calling a lot of their games. Got to mix it up every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, Corey, I'm curious, Corey Price, how was your, you, we're all complaining about sleep. I'm pretty sure you drove to Jacksonville through the night, watched that football game, drove back, and then we're back at work the next day. Uh, that's right. I worked uh, Thursday. Uh, I was lucky to get off Friday, and I had to work Saturday because they gave me off Friday. So, yeah, it was a quick, quick uh, turnaround. Uh, not not ideal, but... Uh, I, I was almost worth it. Uh, we lost, so it kind of makes it not worth it. But uh, it was still it was it was still pretty fun. So I was uh, trying to think of this, as far as particularly Stoops era. But can let's just try to keep a Stoops era. Are there any other games with as many lead changes in the fourth quarter? Fourth quarter? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, can probably not lead changes, but even just the drama. I mean, I, I know that's the stat that probably your brain would we uh, well uh, be able to go to the drama stat. The lead change one, oh. uh, because but like even just from the shootout standpoint, the Tennessee and Ole Miss games in twenty and twenty one, yeah, those Damn. those didn't have as many late lead changes either, or as many points. There was forty two points scored in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I, I was going to say that the COVID game against uh, Ole Miss was pretty high scoring. Mm-hmm. I think they they came back on us. Uh, in terms of late scores, I mean, I remember um, Ole Miss, I can't remember what year, uh, they scored late to beat us. Uh, With the DK Metcalf? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that was, um, that kind of. And Kentucky scored me. late there to take the lead. So yeah. it's just, um, people were treated to an exciting football game. I think um, I saw CBS Sports ranked it as the second most exciting game of bowl season. But it just, it sucks. Like, that's such a weird feeling to go through that adrenaline rush and then you're just like, what the hell? We lost. I, 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 it was a very odd feeling being there in the stands. For, for me, it's like the male Trinity game in, in 02. It's one of the greatest games ever, but my team lost, so, you know. Yeah. Oh, oh well. Well, at least, you know, when our team is playing Louisville, uh, yeah. you know, you don't have to deal with that right. loss happening. That's true. Go for six in a row next year, Mr. Sports Soccer. Is that the number? Yeah. It seems like it's been a lot. You know, since we've been doing Kentucky Roll Call, we've had to come in and talk about a bunch of UK losses to U of L. But uh, just, just one, actually. Actually, pandemic did, basketball year. But oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say not football. Football zero. <laughs> not, zero. Not, little zero. Howard's just been stuck in blue. Oh, he, we gotta give him looks, a little hat. He looks great. I have a little pilgrim hat he could wear, like a little. It's got Jack Pilgrim on it, but I don't know if he'd like that. 
I am. <laughs> Part of me is low-key kind of excited for Louisville to win that football game just because I'm curious what they would do Get to out. Little Howard. Get the hell out. What do you think they're going to do to him? I don't know. That's I'm Desecrate that's, him. They're, they're going ra- to ravage him. I'm he's just going to be the same little pony after they get done with him. Uh, he might maybe reds his color. I don't know. Get the hell out, Scoots. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Luckily, we don't have to worry about it for a really, really long time. But come November, <laughs> I'm going to keep my eye on you. Would they give Howard a lime beard, maybe? <laughs> if they win? A crown royal bag. Yeah. yeah, there would be crown royal for sure. Probably a lime mm-hmm. beard. They would change his Jack Pilgrim hat to probably a flat bill for sure. Or oh, a yeah. Jack Harlow hat. <laughs> <laughs> so, Corey's yeah. on the money today. Let's do some trivia, Corey Price. All right. So uh, we open up SEC play Saturday against Florida. So this is some questions about the Gators. Uh, Kentucky currently has a five-game winning streak against Florida in Gainesville. Ooh, I, what don't is, like, I don't like hearing that. It means we're due. <laughs> I'm well, nervous I, about I, this game as is. I don't like that we've won five straight. I mean, I do like that. Well, that's yeah, awesome. right, right. Uh, that's that's impressive. That should have been the trivia question. <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, the question is, what is Kentucky's longest winning streak against Florida in Gainesville? And obviously, it's not five games. We got to go. When would, when would even like the time frame for this be? Probably would be 90s, maybe. Would you think maybe that 90s, like late mid 90s run? So I think Florida was okay then. I know in 99 was it or 2000 they went to the championship. That, game. That's the that's the thing is like I I have no knowledge of Florida basketball prior to Billy Donovan. Like, just absolutely none. It's just a va- it's just a void. Well, this streak was definitely before um, Billy. So I would th- I would think it would be mm-hmm. um, maybe the 70s. Yeah, or Late hell, 70s? even even the maybe Joe B did. Yeah, in the seventies. All right, we'll just say like seventy six to eighty. Uh, it, it was during Rupp. It was seven games between nineteen fifty two and nineteen sixty four. Yeah, no chance we were ever going to get that one, Corey. Yep. Starting out hot though. Let's get yep. the next one. Uh, what Kentucky player has the most points scored against Florida at their current arena? And their current arena opened in nineteen eighty. Hmm, that's a good hint. Hmm. Well, if they weren't very good, I'm trying to think of like, just like any big games. Because um, like, Monk was laughing on the bench, they were a high-scoring team. Um, I just default I to the '96 team. I think, yeah, I would, or like, or or Rex, or the '95 team that had Delk and, uh, or not Delk, yeah, let's go, uh, let's, Ford and Mashburn. That let's go, team. Let's go. Delk. Or '93. Excuse me. Let's sorry. go Delk. '96. Or uh, yeah, let's go Delk. <clears throat> It was, I was thinking like Dan Essel's always a safe guess, but it was in the new arena, it was, so yeah, it'll right. be after him. Derek Miller scored 30 on January 12th, 1989. All right, so we're two for two for questions before we're born. Yep. Uh, th- this one's when you're born, so this is good. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time that a Kentucky team ranked in the top 10 of the AP poll lost to an unranked Florida team in Gainesville? It's probably the Monk team, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's got to be. Although that was kind of when they were struggling a little bit. They may have been outside the top ten at that point. Um, but I also don't know if that that Florida team, I think, ended up going to the Sweet 16. I think that was the team that beat Wisconsin on that last second shot. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, the, the Chioza. Uh, yeah, I don't know if Kentucky was – they were close to the top ten. I would imagine that. Uh, but, I, I, yeah, let's just go with that, I guess. It was February 5th, 2011. Number 10, UK, oh. lost 70-68. to 
Brandon Knight's team lost, yeah, they like, lost every every game, every SEC lost road a game. Bunch of close road games. But right. I remember that watching that season, sophomore year of college, being like, you know, I mean, I cared. I wasn't happy that they were losing, but I was like, teams that are like this Kentucky team is kind of unique because look at all their close losses on the road. What's going to happen when they get to the NCAA tournament where it's neutral sites? And sure enough, one the SEC tournament they ran through, and then the NCAA tournament they ran through, getting to the first Final Four since '98. I kept. Uh, Tell, I kept optimistic throughout. It's like they're these are these are warning lights. Just like hit them in the tournament. You know what they did. Uh, Knight had the shot in the first round, and then the Ohio State game. Like I was high on that team all season, but I don't know if you remember. Like during when they were losing some of those road games, UK fans were like, "Are we sure Cal's going to be able to do this?" Like he had a great freshman team last year, didn't make the Final Four. Freshman heavy again, and now they can't win on the road. Uh, sure enough, everything turned out to be fine, at least with that team for the most part. Okay, Corey, that was a fun one. Billy Donovan has the most wins of any Florida head coach against against Kentucky with 17. What Florida head coach has the second most wins against Kentucky? Who's the arena named after? Uh, O'Connell. The Odo. Yeah, I, I, I can't it even... It ain't Todd Golden, I'll tell you that much. I can't, I can't name Florida basketball coaches. Scoots, can you name Florida basketball coaches not named Billy Donovan? Uh, no. Norm Sloan was the one who was there forever, but I'm wondering if it could just be Mike White. Did he beat? How many times did he beat UK? Not many. Not many. I yeah. mean, they've won six You're right. or five yeah. in a row yeah. in Gainesville. Um, I will default to the only like legendary Florida Norm coach Cole. I know. No, Norm Sloan. Norm Sloan's right. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he I, had, that was a default answer. He had eight wins against the Cats. He was there forever, right? Yeah. I don't remember him at all. I just know in Florida basketball lore that he was like their their long their long withstanding forever coach. Only one Kentucky player since 1970 has had two career double doubles against Florida in Gainesville. Who is that player? Oh, this since is 1970. Fun. Yep. Well, Dan Isle was 1970, wasn't he? Uh, After that, okay, post, gotcha, post-Isle. gotcha, gotcha. Yep. Two double doubles against Florida in in Gainesville. In Gainesville. Is it Oscar? I, mean, I would be hard pressed to think he wouldn't have li- at least gotten one. Would he have an opportunity to get two? Would be the well. Point. Here's the thing you have to think of: Kentucky pr- didn't play in Gainesville ever. Like there, there was times where they didn't always play in Gainesville, uh, although brief. But like especially that stretch from early '90s when the SEC merged until hell. Uh, Patrick, pa- you know, I'll go Patrick Patterson. Like that one. Um, He's a good double double guy. The the other I mean, one again, I think it'd be Oscar, but I, I don't think he'd give us an Oscar question. Right, that would be too low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. And Oscar, I feel like he had a that was in the middle of his struggles offensively one year. Where like remember he had that kind of month where it was like, why isn't Oscar being? Why isn't he scoring the basketball right now? I think one of those games was at Florida. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll just go Patterson. I don't know. Okay, Patterson. I'm I'm good with Patterson. And uh, how about is it is there just one? Is it just one? Was it two people? Just 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 one. Yeah, oh, was Patrick people. Patterson? Yeah. It was Tayshawn Prince. Oh man, I, I was gonna. It was on the tip of my tongue. He was my next guest. March fourth, wow. two thousand one, and January 29th, two thousand two. My just the lasting image I have of Kentucky at Florida in that era is. Pitch and Bogans? Yes. Popping their, their, their jerseys? Their jerseys, and somebody mm-hmm. threw a gator, a stuffed gator. He, like, picked up a gator and punted it in the yeah. student section. Oh, man. Those I were great games. How? They punted Baxter. 
sure how nasty <laughs> that rivalry with Florida and UK was. It was great. Stuff people it was, can, yeah. oh. stuff they, they, the stuff UK fans would say about Walsh. Walsh, and then, oh, yeah. The yeah. stuff they do about Azabuki. It was just like, oh, boy. Yeah. Like people are getting kicked out of the university for that stuff these days. Yep. In the John Calipari era, what is Kentucky's largest margin of victory against Florida in Gainesville? So Willie killed a guy, yeah. and Rock Oliver just was like, "Oh!" <laughs> but if you remember the score on that highlight clip, it, that like Kentucky takes, I think, a one-point lead on that dunk. It's also something worth remembering is that team just smothered opponents. They didn't really blow them out. Yeah. Um. Oh. Um. I remember where I was when I watched this game. I was pumped about it. The national title year, they dominated Florida down there. And I want to say, like, Florida, maybe this was the Cousins game, but, like, a Florida fan dressed up as the Grim Reaper and stood behind the bench, UK's bench. Do you remember that at all? No? I, I, I think so vaguely. And they just got waxed. And I don't remember <laughs> if it was 10 or 12, but I think it was 12 because that 12 team would do that to everybody. So I'll go to 2012, uh, yep, Corey Price. Let's do it. It was actually the 9-16 and 16 team. Oh, no crap. <laughs> on, on January 9th, 2021, they beat them by 18 points down, wow. down so Gainesville. What was this, I thought 12 beat them by 20. What did they win by? Uh, I can I, look it I, up. Yeah, yeah I can look it up. Real quick. 2012 it, UK. It was, it, was, it was not 18, but yeah. Uh Oh, no, that was the SEC tournament game, which was close. It was 15. 15, yeah. Okay. 15. Darn. Yep. That was a tricky one, Corey Price. Uh, I know. Nobody a, would take the nine and sixteen team scoots. Although guy. they didn't they beat Tennessee on the road pretty easily too, I or think, some. Yeah, I think I they think did. I remember that being a really weird season. That they, that, yeah. that nine and sixteen team, they gave you enough where it was like just maybe, just maybe, and then yeah. you know yeah. they lost yeah. to Mississippi State in the SEC tournament. Only one Kentucky player has scored the game-winning final points in the final minute against Florida in Gainesville in their current arena. Who is that player? Oh yeah. Was it EJ Montgomery or was it Keon Brooks? I always forget which one it, it was. was EJ. EJ had the tip in. Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Was, we'll go EJ. It was his one shining moment at Kentucky. Yeah. It, it, it was EJ. The 2020 team's last game, yeah. sadly. March 7th, 2020. It was a fun one. No Ashton Hagens down in Gainesville for that one. I watched that one at Shenanigans, and we were just like, you guys down big that one. We were like, well, this may, you know, this is ugly. And uh, they came back and won, and that was a lot of fun because they had lost to Tennessee earlier that week. Yeah. When was the last time that Kentucky's SEC opener was played against Florida in Gainesville? And yes, this was before y'all were. I was going to say like it was maybe last year. Because I remember yeah. that Case and Wallace game where they hugged him. I remember that being early, but maybe not the first. But uh, I thought Missouri was maybe first last year. I don't know. All right, before we were born. Scoots, do you have any lucky years you like to guess? 82. Uh, I was going to go 77. I'll go 78. Ooh. January 3rd, 1979. Oh! You were so close. So close. Oh, all right. Uh, that was the first game of the SEC play? Yep. The Cats Cruise? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, they were not good in that, that year, so I'm guess it would be no. But they did the lose in 79 yeah. by 11. I think they went to the NIT that year, I believe. Disgusting. Fire Joby Hall again. Last one. Who is the only uh, UK player to have three career games with at least 20 points scored against Florida in their current arena. Somebody's got to play. Multiple years, obviously. So, again, so Patrick Patterson could be a I'm, guess. I'm, Jody I'm Meeks. thinking Bogans or Prince. Bogans or Prince. Can't go wrong with that. Because those were big games. They played well. I'd lean more Bogans than Prince, but we already did get a Prince question. That, and that, that's why my brain's in there. But he was just... 
He had two double doubles. I don't remember Corey said it. He said in the answer how many points he scored though. Just said double doubles. Yeah. So maybe we go. I feel like Bogans is was just a machine against them. The bane of their existence. Yeah, I'll go keep Bogans. Yeah. Bogans is right. Woo! Round, yeah. Baby. That's what made Keith Bogans so lovable too. He really just put it on them. And for the he, most part, big games, he would show up. He had 24 in 2000, 29 in 2001, and 20 in 2002. And those were for tubby teams that didn't score. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like not the like, fastest pace offenses in the world. What? I kind of feel the need to go back and watch some of those old games. Just be like, how did they do what they did? You know? What is your favorite UK Florida basketball game? It's got to be 03 and Rupp, where they. Number just one, they wore the black jerseys. Yeah. Dick Vitale was just rubbing his nipples the entire game. <laughs> He's like, I can't believe this. It's a blowout, baby. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Man, he did a post for one of the college football playoff games the other night. Whew, he sounds rough. Well, he also has throat cancer. Some bad news about Dickie V. First off, he's incredibly old. No, I know that. And, for, I, and I know he's not he's great. He's a cancer survivor. Thanks for bringing the mood down, Scoots. <laughs> He'll find a way to do it every time. <laughs> I think I'd go the Nick Calasis Florida game in 09. That UK team stunk, oh, and it was yeah. Billy Gillespie. But like, what? He just needed one free throw to tie. I think so. I think, and he, just he missed all of them. All of them yeah. missed all of them. What was yeah. he like a ninety-eight percent or not ninety-eight, yeah, but like ninety percent yeah. free throw shooter or something like yeah. that? Uh, that was my favorite because UK really needed that game. Ended right. up not mattering, obviously, uh, and they got it, and it was fun. It was fun how it ended. I also remember where I was for that one. Um, I was watching in my now current house, but my dad lived there at the time, and I was just by myself. Like I was making noise. Like if I made enough noise, Nick Calasis would miss these free throws. He did. He did. So you guys are welcome for that. All the way in Louisville, Kentucky. The the games obviously earlier were much more high impact, um, and I I remember Mark's story writing like essentially Kentucky's SEC rival just shifts with who's the next best team up. And that's that's kind of. How, how it goes, you know, Auburn made a brief appearance there um, <clears throat> where you, you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess they're kind of a rival, but it's just because we don't like Bruce Pearl and they're good. Uh, but Florida was that for an extended amount of time, thanks to Billy Donovan. The Willie Cauley sign game really killed them. Like, I, I, has has a game felt that significant since then? I don't I don't think so. But Because as much as we m- more, I don't want to say romanticize, but like their heyday was, you know, 2000 till the the Joakim Noah eras, but they went to the final four in 11 and 14, right? Like we 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 overlooked that, but those Patrick Young teams were awesome, really good. Yeah, and they, and, I mean they punked a UK national championship contending team three yeah. times that season. Yeah, and, the, the at least the third one was a close game, but they kicked Kentucky's ass and twice. Remember, yeah. they were together in the final four. Florida I, and, and I Kentucky. wanted them. I wanted yeah. them so bad after the game in Atlanta. I did too. I was like, and we then, need we need. I want to play. We can beat him a fourth time. When UConn beat him, I was almost like, "Oh, damn! I don't like this." Like UConn's the hot team, and we're not familiar know. with them. Uh, we we were the hot team, and U- UConn had surpassed uh, us. It's like which the- one's hotter between the Cats <laughs> and UConn? And I didn't I didn't love that one one bit. I do remember when they lost to Patrick Young at Rupp Arena. This was during when Cal I think had only lost like one or two SE or two or one or two games at Rupp at that point, and this is the year 2014. So he'd been there several seasons at that point. I remember when they won, it was a good game, but like Florida just kind of iced them out near the end, a buffer zone game, if you will. And Florida was singing their fight song in the locker room. I'm not going to say which media member. It, well, uh, it was Jerry Tipton. He, but he was like, <laughs> I, I bet that Kentucky players don't even know the words to their fight song. 
And I just remember thinking to myself, take. like, Jerry, I, why would anybody care about that? Why would anybody in the slightest care if their team knew the words to their fight song? They just want a team that wins. Like, you think Florida's yeah. going to be singing if they're win- if they're losing? No, they're only singing because they're winning. UK fans don't care if they know the words to the fight song or not. They just want to win. And I was just uh, triggered because UK had lost. <laughs> all right. Um, but speaking of Patrick Young, Jerry. shout out to him for uh, all the hell he's been going through. Oh, has he had a rough go of it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's been doing as much SEC Network work. He's just like him. focused on doing the rehab because it's like the first year or two is the most important to regaining function. Um, but yeah, like got paralyzed on a single car accident. Sucks. It's awful. But geez, that's horrible. Got a got a great uh, got a great attitude and mindset about it though. Way to so bring the mood down, Ralph. Oh, yeah. Scoots. He says just... I'm just choosing joy. He says after the accident. Yeah, he's so walking by, walking by faith. Get him back on SEC Network. Always appreciated his analysis. He was I at least too. somebody that seemed like to be enjoying talking basketball. Or, or you get some of those like, other goobers that are like, yeah, not a good half from that team. Like somebody that might actually watch it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like to have my analysts actually watch the games. That uh, helps. Scoots, do you watch the games? Of course. I've watched the Hoosiers get beat last night. Well, Corey, unfortunately. You got more anything like, else for us? More like the Losers. <laughs> yeah. Good one, Corey. Well, that's how Duke pronounces it. Good one is fuming. There's smoke coming out of his ears now. Man, your hair really grew back nice. Scoots. It did. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. You should probably shave it off again. I'm going to. What? Yeah. In the summertime. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Corey, thank you. We're going to throw it to break unless you got anything else for us. Uh, that's it. All right. You have a great Thursday. I can't wait for trivia next week. We're going to be back after this break on Kentucky Roll Call. Get to some of the morning grab and go texters on the Thornton sex line. Ooh, wrap this food. Kentucky Roll Call. Come out, Virginia. Don't let me wait. You Catholic girls start much too late. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Shocking how many people hate that song. This song. What? I don't know. A lot of people hate it. Because it's upbeat and he's talking about young people dying? You know, I run around with the Catholic crowd. I think they think it's kind of poking at them. I I figured it was a perfect rejoin with Virginia beating down Louisville. Let's let's give them some credit. I like the song. I don't have an issue with it. I've just seen people have opinions to it one way or another. I don't know if it's a Catholic thing necessarily, but it's definitely the people that I know that don't like it are all Catholic. Really? For what it's worth. That's I weird. Yeah, weird weird connection there. Corey Price still hanging out. He's got more time to kill before he's got to get to the office. So hey, did you see have, uh, have him in? Miami finally beat a team with a pulse? Yeah, I, people have been overreacting about Miami all year. They're a good basketball team. They'll be okay. They didn't have Wooga yesterday, which kind of worried me a little bit, um, but they were able to get a nice win over Clemson. Just need, need them to be like a fine win. Like they don't have, like they lost to Colorado handedly. They lost to Kentucky handedly. Besides that, they haven't lost anybody. The thing was though is they just hadn't beaten anybody. So it's like you have to you have to win games against decent teams. But they didn't really play anybody. You know, like they lost to Kentucky. We're happy about that one. Mm-hmm. They beat Georgia and Kansas State. You're right. That's not going to move the needle. They lost to Colorado. Colorado will be a tournament team, but not a good loss to lose by 27. 
You're right. They need to get some wins, but they hadn't really had any opportunities until number 16 Clemson came to town, sitting number 10 in the net yesterday, and Miami wins by 13. So that'll be a good number booster for UK. Clemson, I think, is a solid basketball team. They will also be in the NCAA tournament, but they're not going to win the ACC, folks. No, they ain't going to no. win the ACC. It'll probably and be neither North Carolina, is Louisville. No, Louisville will will not either. Not they don't have the worst record in the ACC though, Corey. That'd be Amazing. Pittsburgh, who they play on Saturday. It's now <laughs> been officially two years since they've won a true road game. I, I like years. that you're getting into U of L stats. I mean, yes. I can't help but think that U of L fans probably don't appreciate them <laughs> if they even read them. I don't know. Who knows? Well, I'll be sure to retweet them. So, well, thank you. Appreciate it on on folks' timeline. Hey, Justin Kalen, yesterday on Big X Sports Radio, just a couple days ago, we were celebrating our sixth birthday. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, the commercials weren't working. Oh, isn't that something? What was up with that? Um, you, are you talking about for our show? No. Rutherford. Were, were they not working for our show? No. So we we did have an incident where our first commercial break, the commercials were not going out over air. But I, I know why that was now, so I can keep an eye on that in the future. Uh, for Rutherford, yeah, I don't know what happened. I, Trevor just texted me and said the whole automation system crashed. And I was like, wait, what? He was like, yeah, we got to do three hours, no commercials. I'm like, uh, that's not ideal. Mike pees like four times a show, so I don't know how you're going to work that out. Um, Mike, a big bathroom guy. He, it's because he drinks so much water. Oh, so he's just healthy. You all have no idea how much water Rutherford is slamming in a three-hour show. It's pretty incredible. I mean, it's probably like what two bottles. Mm. Sounds about right. You're talking a lot. Got to keep the pipes lubed up. I feel like it's about four bottles. Wow, it's a lot of water. And he puts like this sugary stuff in it, little powder. I don't even know what kind of powder it is, but yeah. Oh. Like, you, uh, are you alluding to drug powder? No, I'm alluding to like flavoring powder. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what you're saying is Rutherford's just an absolute weirdo. I mean, aren't we all? Well, aren't we all here at yourself. Big X? Speak for yourself. <laughs> you're the biggest weirdo of us all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the other basketball game that I noticed news from, it was not good news. Uh, Bryce Hopkins, bad injury. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That was horrible. And yeah. lost a bet on Providence. Not that that's as important as Bryce Hopkins' health. Yeah, they were playing uh, Shaheen Holloway, Seton Hall, and in transition, just like landed awkwardly. And kind of got caught up with another leg and like tripped and then regained his footing and then just something. It, it looked like his knee is wrecked. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. And I hope that's not the case, but it looks like Bryce Hopkins. It was just such an awkward. Going to be out a really long time. Yeah. Yeah, and I hope that's not the case. Really wish to be wrong about that. And then you saw Providence. Just, and Bryce Hopkins wasn't having a good game by any stretch of the imagination. But he's the. Engine. But like once he was out, they were just they weren't going to win. What and, point of the game did that happen? Like ten minutes left in the, oh, the game. Okay. Yeah, I watched left a, in the game. I watched a good chunk of that first half and a little bit of the second half. But uh, he was playing the whole time. Seton Hall's a solid little team. They got zero bench points yesterday, though, and to still win on the road in the Big East with zero bench points, that has to be a pretty good feeling, I would imagine. But Providence, without Bryce Hopkins, they will you won't hear from them again, unfortunately, because I've got nothing against Providence. Certainly have nothing against Bryce Hopkins. Hated that for him last night. That stunk. Mick Cronin lost again. Future U of L head coach. Nick is the pick. Nick is the pick. Nick is the pick. Nick is the pick. Yeah. Uh, there's U of L fans that want Mick Cronin. I cannot imagine why. Trevor Kelsey doesn't. He's right about that one, at least. Yeah, uh, I'm glad to get back into the conference basketball regular slate. Let's get to some morning grab and go textures. The first one on the Thornton's text line this morning says, 
I've gotten to the point now where I feel sorry for UofL fans. I can't even believe they've sunk in that low for me to have that thought. Follow the Corey Price advice and don't, right? It's, yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm Absolutely. with you, Texer. It's just like, it's, it is weird. Now, if all the UofL fans just wanted to come jump on the UK bandwagon, then I'd be all for that. But it's almost like we just have these, like, mindless, no-sports fandom drones walking around our city, Roush. We can't yeah. talk basketball with these people. They don't want to. They don't care. We can't, like, talk, you know, oh, what you know? What are expectations? You excited about March Madness? Nobody cares anymore. And I don't like that part of it. Now, granted, Corey, it's going to take, like, one U of L win over UK to, me to be like, why did I ever feel that way? Like, mm-hmm. why didn't I just wish for them to it's not true. be good? Um, I don't necessarily care if they're good or not good, but this isn't fun. Whatever this is, is not fun. Rock bottom is not enjoyable. I don't need them to be like a title contender necessarily or in the top 25, but I would appreciate if my friends would start caring about sports again. Yeah, Not too like, much to ask? <laughs> it, it shouldn't be. Uh, Get but new I, friends. I know exactly what you mean, though. There's like a – it's one thing when they're bad and Kentucky's beating them, but this is a whole whole different ball game. Yeah, yeah. I mean – and I am a big college basketball fan, so when L's playing, that's fun to watch, but not so much uh, – I mean, it's just not good basketball, at least. Like, it's if you enjoy watching U of L lose, then it still could be very much fun to watch. But it's not entertaining basketball. It's really ugly. A texter, I, I like this text a lot. TJ, I'm team sweat in my sleep, and my wife got us bamboo sheets for Christmas. Absolute game changer, and the sweating has stopped. I mean, I'll buy bamboo sheets by the end of the show. I swear to God. <laughs> Can you like? Can you send over like which ones? Have you tried like silk sheets? Uh, we've we've had a bunch of different sheets in our sleeping careers. Hmm. Doesn't seem like any of them really do the trick with with me sweating. Uh, and it's not like you know I'm like drenched, like there's puddles of sweat. It's just like I'm I'm a glisten. I'm glistening. It's like a sexy sweat, Corey. <laughs> yeah. You don't have like the fan blowing sweat. in the wind for your hair. We so. have a fan, but remember, we couldn't use the big power fan because it was too loud. Remember, too lo- too noisy. So, okay. so we have like a baby fan. More radio friendly Florida. Oh, we got two. Okay, one that's not radio friendly. One that's not. Florida trivia reminds me of the 2011 SEC tournament when I was in the crowd of 60,000 people giving Chandler Parsons the can't say that word on air chant when he fixed his hair at the free throw line. Not sure if that's radio friendly, but that was wild. I mean, it's definitively not radio friendly. I think you know we can't say it's that. It's not word. society friendly. But love you all the same. Corey, have a great day, buddy. Thank you for trivia, as always. We'll see you next week. The more radio friendly story Florida, UK, they went to the John Wall teams game in Gainesville. This is South Georgia Wildcat, I believe. And he brought a sign that said, In Kentucky, we love our cousins, and got Boogie to turn around and wave when he was getting grilled by Cal pregame on the bench. <laughs> I remember that sign. That's pretty funny. Although, I thought that that was at Rupp, that sign. No? Well, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Guess not. I, I'm sure South Georgia Wildcat would know better than me. He was there. He was. Yeah. Another uh, morning grab-and-go text around the Thornton's text line. Make sure you stop in at Thornton's. 89 cents, 32-ounce drinks. Good bananas, too. John here. Good morning, my friends. Hey, TJ. Try doing a workout later in the night, then take a shower. I sleep like a baby. I suck at betting, but hey, I made a few bucks last night. I cashed three times last night. Nebraska was one of them. 
Justin, I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful, but besides <laughs> this loss, do you feel there's something wrong with the IU basketball program? Are they cursed? Will they ever win the big one again? I hope they make a great run this season, my friend. We'll got to go talk to you later. John, get the hell out of it. We don't want IU making yeah, a run. Yeah, come on. You don't you that is saying he wants U of L to win the Governor's Cup. We've got John saying he wants IU to make a tournament run. You're in Evansville, John. That would be unforgivable. Oh, did the Aces cover last night? Well, I, I think they did. They lost by 14. I think the spread was 15. What did he give it to us at yesterday? He said to take them to win if some player was playing. No, it was 14 and a half. So they won by 14? Well, Evansville lost by 14. Yeah, yeah. so they covered they, what he gave us yesterday. And to answer your question, John, I, I thought the whole curse was lifted when Bobby Knight came back to Assembly Hall. Not Clearly not the case. I, I don't know that there's anything further going on. I, don't, I, I just do. I, do th- I think Indiana's cursed. I don't know why. Hmm. It yeah. is kind of funny. That, I mean, it just all comes down to, like, coaching for the most part. Indiana's invested in basketball. Mm-hmm. Are they invested as, like, a Kansas or a Kentucky or Duke? No, but, like, you've all the same. Look at the Final Four last year. There, It is weird that, like, IU has just – it's been so long since they've done anything of substance. It sucks. It's bizarre. Uh, well, and I think a lot of it comes down to when was the last time you thought Indiana had a good guard? Victor Oladipo? Mm-hmm. I mean, hey, maybe just don't recruit um, Gabe Cupses and Jordan Hulses of the world. I don't know. It is. It's tough. Maybe, for, maybe get the good ones. Romeo Langford. It's tough for me to think about Indiana not go back to that 2007 season when Kelvin Sampson got in trouble because that was a team that I fully believe they were capable of winning a national championship that year. And then everything went down, and it's just been all south since. I don't. I don't get it. It stinks. Well, you did have uh, a good guard there in Eric Gordon. Mm-hmm. John, I'm I'm not a nighttime workouter. Er, er. But I do think that there's like something to that. Um, and secondly, the last two days I've just been too busy to get in like my normal kind of try to get like 40 minutes an hour type of workout in. I bet that's played a role too and just me not being as tired necessarily. So, John, thanks for the text. Appreciate it, buddy. A texter says, Scoots, thanks for the recommendation on the movie Sound of Freedom. Just a great movie. You're mm-hmm. a good one. Yep, it is a good one. Huh. He said you're a good one. Oh, well, the movie's a good one too. I knew I was a good one. Clever enough idea with cousin sign that there might have been a copycat sign of the original. Maybe even at Rupp. True. That's probably what it was. Yeah. Good old classic loving your cousins joke. Which, uh, Roush, familiar face coming back to the football program. Yeah. Dean Hood. He retired from coaching. Just from coaching. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That was announced January 1st, January 3rd. I'd like to I'd like to envision like, you know, they're working out or they're doing just some like simple drills and Dean's like, Hey, hey, no, you gotta cut under here and Stoops just goes up and grabs his shirt. You're retired. You don't coach anymore. <laughs> but he's director of player development. Correct. So this is filling the role of uh what's his name, right? Uh Tim Mullins was there most recently, but Courtney Love held it. Uh Freddie Maggard was in it once upon a time. Uh it's who was the big wig that had it for a while? And then he got like the got some legal trouble. I thought he was the director of player development that was like really good. And UK didn't want to get rid of him, but they kind of had to because he got in some trouble. No, that was chief of staff. Okay, gotcha. yeah, yeah, gotcha. Wrong that was, that, yeah, different position. Uh, what was his name? Though? Brez. Okay, gotcha. Brez, yeah, Brez yeah, was yeah, the yeah. chief Thanks. of staff. A little bit different. Uh, Chase Heike kind of does that role now. Um, I like Chase like, Heike. Yeah, uh, X will give it to you. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll say next tiger mm-hmm. there. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is uh, 
essentially this role is it can be tedious at times um, because you're dealing with a lot of the bull crap that players throw your way, parking tickets, etc. But it also is in, oh man. Well, save that sneeze because we need to go to our hour break. Oh, gosh. So we'll pick up this Dean Hood conversation in hour number two. I don't want to save the sneeze. We've got more text on the Thornton's text line to get to. We've got more sports. We've got a potential big name for UK football. We'll get more to that. It's going to be a fun second hour. Don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Big X Sports Radio. Milwaukee. Lynchburg. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Thanks again to Corey Price for joining us as he does every Thursday for Trivia. And thank you for joining us and listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. If you're looking for a great lunch today or dinner, Salsaritas, Fresh Mexican Grill. Oh, Two sounds wonderful. Two locations in town. One in Middletown. It's got a drive through right out there off the Gene. And then the other one more in the heart of St. Matthews off Hubbard's right across the railroad tracks. Both great, delicious. They will deliver, by the way. So maybe you want to... Do something nice for your coworkers or your employees if you're the boss. Uh, get Salsaritas to cater. They'll happily do it. You can do it all online, on their app. Download the Salsaritas app today. The food is so good. My favorite, the wildly addictive chips, the hot, spicy salsa. It's got a nice kick to it. And then the best blue Powerade in all the city coming right out of the fountain on the tap. So good. Check them out today. Salsaritas. We love them. It's the fresh Mexican grill. Fun first hour there. We're going to keep with the text, but we need to finish this Dean Hood conversation. And then Roush had, I don't know, I don't think necessarily it was your scoop, but you were the one that brought people's attention to the scoop. So I guess technically your scoop to a certain degree. Oh, I'll, some, I'll happily take credit, TJ. It's all Roush, everybody. Yeah, we but did let, it. Let's, you can, before, unless you got more sneezes, you can finish your Dean Hood thoughts. <laughs> Dean Hood is, Kentucky's getting another adult in the room. And I think that's a good thing. Well said. Yeah. The, the, Sometimes you can get surrounded by yes men, and this is very much Stoops saying, no, I need somebody that's going to call me on my BS, that's going to make sure that we're moving this thing in the right direction, who's been in coaching a long time, um, 39 years of experience. He was defense coordinator in the ACC for eight, nine years. Coach Brad White um, hired him as GA, his first coaching job. Um, He was at EKU for about a decade. Spent the last four years at Murray State, um, and is three years in Lexington. So that that side of it, all of the old heads love this move because they know that Dean Hood isn't going to put up with any bull crap. And even though that's not necessarily hap- like that's not on the field, right? Like he's not doing that part, but it still doesn't matter. If you're in that facility every day, they're going to be seeing Hoodie every day, and I think players are going to learn quickly. Uh, you know, you can't get away with crap around that guy, right? Um, so, discipline has been uh, an issue that's been discussed quite a bit as of late. 
and uh, he's not going to be handling it with kitty gloves. So it uh, sounds like it's a, a move in the right direction. Love Feels that. Like Love hearing all that. That's that's what I think UK football needs to hear. And the coaching aspect, retired from coaching, we were kind of having fun with that. Oh, yeah. It's a dude Correct who knows football. Yeah. Like, you know, get his eyes watching more tape, get his analysis on certain things. Um, I've always loved what Alabama, and this isn't necessarily that, obviously. I've always liked what Alabama does, just bringing in like people with good football minds and just seeing if they can just see things that maybe somebody else in the facility doesn't see. Dean Hood's going to have more responsibilities than just like, hey, can you look at this? Can you look at that? Um, he's a smart football mind, and Roush said it best, he's an adult. So. Yes. An adult in the room um, that can – Act as a a lot of times these guys are sounding boards, right? Like even if they aren't there, it's it's good to have somebody who's seen a lot um, to be able to bounce ideas off of when when things get tough. And things are certainly going to get tough next year in the SEC. Um, we thought there for a minute it might might look a little bit brighter for this Kentucky defense though, because last night it was about a three hour roller coaster ride. TJ, maybe not even that long, maybe more like two, but. Right around 7 p.m. or so. Maybe it was even a little earlier. But Rusty Manziel, who is Georgia's on three um, guy. He publishes their site. He's been at 24-7 previously. He's been doing Georgia recruiting for 20-some-odd years. Knows his stuff. It's a good relationship with coaching staff. Mm -hmm. And he was the first that told us about Brock Vandergriff entering the portal. Said Kentucky's a good spot. So you get Vandegrift, you get Jamin Dumas Johnson, and then all of a sudden he's saying, well, I I made a few calls, and I'm hearing that A.J. Harris is likely headed to Kentucky. And you're like, what? what, what? A.J. Harris was a five-star talent last, this time a year ago from Phoenix City Central. It's coached by Bo Nix's dad. Phoenix City Central is just a powerhouse that pumps out talent left and right down by um, Alex from Colga. That's the big school across the way that um, I think Alex from Colga is at Hardaway High School. J.Q. Hardaway transferred from Hardaway to Phoenix City Central. Powerhouse program. Harris was a top 50 player, number three cornerback in the country when he committed to Georgia. He's in the portal. And TJ, you know, there's a lot of guys, like when they go into the portal, I'll get tweets and I'll just be like, yeah, yeah that sounds nice, but like I don't, I don't think there's anything to this. Like I haven't heard anything. Almost everybody just had penciled him into Auburn, and then it got quiet. Well, this this news dropped a bomb, and we're like, "Wait, what? No freaking way!" Well, he was also visiting Penn State. Kentucky apparently made a move. I got, I don't. This didn't come out of nowhere, right? Now maybe the guys down in Georgia thought it. You like, want me to tell you what I think it is? Yeah. I think it was this kid's going to Penn State to up the ante. They acted like he may go to Kentucky, and they had to leak that to some media members. And thus, Penn State got a little nervous. Probably said like, "Well, that you know, we'll get you here, or we'll get you there. We'll get you there." I think it, Kentucky was just a decoy. Would what it Ge sounds like? Would Georgia's coaches do that for the kid? Well, it was the media member who was reporting it, and he was saying that was coming from the coaches. Maybe the kid told the coaches, and the coaches thought he was sincere about it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't you know. never know, but that's what it sounds like, that like all of a sudden this out-of-nowhere interest, sweet, like five-star from Georgia? That If it works for the Philadelphia Eagles, it should work for UK. Take the Georgia players, right? Let's go yeah, ahead and bring yeah. them on up here. I was excited about it briefly, but I was like, man, this is almost too out of left field. 
But granted, Roush, that's how UK kind of operates. In right, the and, that, and that's why you can't. It's 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 you couldn't ignore it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, that's how they want to operate too, because they feel like they can make bigger moves that way. But I do think in a lot of cases, like they're trying to slide in, and the salary cap just isn't. You know, it's not there. Yeah, I, I saw Roland tweet about it at like nine, and that kind of seemed like ah man. I was excited, but still wanted to wait to hear about it. But I am interested in the BJ Mays fella from UAB. You're not? I've got to dig in more. I'm just always, like, he started Incarnate Word, and then he went to UAB. For what it's worth, Roush was like, I'm not crazy about DeCarlos Nicholson. I don't know why they'd bring him in. Sure enough, he ends up going to USC, but that kind of seemed weird. It seemed very weird. So, I will say, like, you know, Roush maybe has a feel for how the UK coaching staff feels. And if Roush isn't too crazy about I, B.J. Mays. I know. Well, and my thing is, this is more of just a personal thing. Um, look at the G5 transfers versus the Power 5 transfers. Mm. What have they done for you? Right? Yeah. Who's the best G5 transfer Kentucky's got? Zion Childress? Yeah. And, you know. He's been probably a little better than expected, but still but also ain't doing enough not us. what you needed yeah. him to be this year. Yep. So that that's why I'm just, I'm more like, I, I, I'm not buying all the stonks right away. Maybe I'll look into him more. I mean, he's got decent size, but um, it's him and there's some South Alabama kid that started at JUCO, and I'm like, is this? Do you want to? Don't call? have to settle. Like, right, there's going to be, I mean. be another crop in the spring. You don't have to settle right now. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I I saw two where they offered a kid who, and I don't, you know, to to what extent the offer is all that. Uh, but kid from Frankfurt who played at UAB the last two years had. 20 catches, a couple hundred yards, and a touchdown. Um, I, I He'd only had group of five offers until Kentucky, until he announced one from Kentucky. Fred Farrier is his name. Got I don't it. I don't know how legit that is. Um, also, like, if he really wanted to, he would just be like, hey, we got another number, you know. Um, I, I don't I don't think they'd be overly able to roll on, on production from that guy, other than they might got just it. say, like, all right, this kid has uh, shown that he's a hard worker and he's improved over the last few years. Maybe he can develop into something here down the depth chart for his final year. Um, but yeah, I, I just I'm I'm trying not to be completely sold on the like the 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 kid from Jacksonville State. He's just like, oh, is he is he big enough to play mm-hmm. offensive tackle here? So I'm I'm just I'm pumping bricks. Okay, I think that's fair. I think that's a good thing to do, not just be a butt slapper and anybody that has a name associated with UK. It'd be great. It'd be a great get. Go get them. Yeah, yeah, because will it? <laughs> I mean, the the guys last year, They, in, in fairness to my Power 5 argument, like you thought Ohio State and Cincinnati transfers, who were former four-star players, would at least one of them would, not if not be a starter, play like a significant role and. Uh, JQ Hardaway and Jansen Dunn. I mean, I Dunn at least showed some improvement there at the end of the year. So maybe there is something. It's just a longer term development. Um, but those guys didn't pan out right away either. So like the the secret is uh, there. There is no secret to the success, right? <laughs> but I just I, I tend to uh, value Power Five players more than G Five players. I just do. I think that's probably a smart thing to do. Text on into the Thornton Sex Line. We can keep the football conversation going if you want, or the, that number is 502-414-1450. Uh, in the meantime, Scoots is going to break down every single playoff scenario in the NFL. Go ahead, Scoots. The floor mm. is yours. Yeah, I've got nothing. I can tell you the Steelers' playoff scenarios. Scoots, that was your homework. You were going to tell us all everything. 
And secondly, you never got back to us about going to the UK Vandy game in Nashville. Yeah. What the oh, hell? I never responded. You sure well, didn't. Let's do it. Hey! Oh, all right. That was an unenthusiastic question. Very unenthusiastic. Scooch, you'd have a blast, and no, you know it. No, the lack of enthusiasm comes from having to talk somebody into covering the production side of things here at the studio. Well, it, we got like a month and a half heads up. I know. Some, somebody can do it. I can make it happen. But what, what is Dugan's little son doing? <laughs> He's not waking up at 6 a.m. to do this well, show. Well, we, we can. We could learn a thing or two about hard work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, let's see. That there would be, that are would two be. playoff spots left in the NFC. In the AFC, there's three playoff spots left. Uh, I saw a chart that was like, here's who every team should be rooting for, and it was so confusing that I was just like, yeah, I'm good. What is the one that fascinates me most, though, is the AFC South one. Because if the Jags win, they're in. But the Jags, and, and they're playing the Titans, who Will Levis may or not, may not, he wants to play, but he probably shouldn't. He's got two nagging injuries. He didn't practice. So they might be, the Jags might be playing Ryan Tannehill, right? They, they, should, they should win that game. But if they lose, then they could still get in but the other two division teams are playing each other, Texans, Colts, and I don't know what the tiebreakers are after that. So confused. If the Jaguars win, they're in. They're, yeah, they win the division. If the Colts win, they're in. Okay. How but the Texans might need How could help? that both be? The Jaguars would take the South, and then the Colts would take the wild one of the wild cards. Right, right because so they both have like so, a – they all have the same record. It's just correct. the Jags have the division gotcha. tiebreakers. So if the Jags, Bills, and Colts win, they're all in. Mm-hmm. If the so, so if the Bills lose, they're still probably in. Bills are looking pretty good. Well, here is I I don't know what has to happen in this scenario. I wasn't paying close enough attention, but there's a scenario, and I I, I think it has to do with like the Steelers went in and something else. But like the Bills could be playing for the two seed or not in the playoffs at all. If like a bunch of teams win, right? Like if, mm-hmm. if things don't break their way. That's just wild, the variance of like two to out of the playoffs. That is crazy. I mean, that, <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't really get that. There's there's no in between yeah. there. That That's nuts. Um, I want the Bills in the playoffs. I want the Jags in the playoffs. And then between the Colts, Texans, and Steelers, don't really care. Well, but Jags and, I, and Bills, I think, would be make the playoffs more fun. Yes. No, there, there's no doubt about the Steelers. it. They got a great defense. I wouldn't mind seeing C.J. Shroud either. See, I, I Pretty think, much anybody but the Colts, I guess. Uh, yeah, the Colts are boring. They're boring. fun to bet on, but they're boring. They're going to lose. Texans like are fun. a good football team that don't do anything sexy or anything like that. Yeah, like just solid. They have a high four because they're well coached. Turns out that guy was coaching the Eagles last year, um, doing everything because they look like bums without him. Hmm. Um, big suck at Detroit. So then the NFC, if the Bucks win, they'll lock in the four seed, the NFC South. They're playing the Panthers. Certainly they'd win that game, right? And, of course, if the Packers win – they will clinch a playoff spot, and maybe even the sixth seed. If the Rams lose to the 49ers, the Rams are sitting everybody, and the 49ers need to win for home field, I'm pretty sure. so uh, they, they clinched it. They did they clinch clinched it. it. They clinched it because game of the, uh, the, when the Eagles lost. Between the Cowboys, Lions, and Eagles, though, they're all just a game behind. 49ers has the tiebreaker on all three of those teams. They've, I think they, yeah, they maybe. beat them all. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, well, that being said, then. Maybe that's just a completely meaningless game. But I would like – so the interesting part is, like, the Eagles may be the five seed. 
Yeah. They may have to go on the road to so Tampa. In the, in the Dallas. And then too. if they win that one, yeah, they're they're decent chance they may have to go to Dallas for the second game. Uh, if Green Bay is the sixth seed, they could have a first-round matchup with the Lions, which, like, if, oh, God, if Green Bay knocked there. out the Lions, I'm going to Mike Rutherford's house after the game and singing <laughs> Christmas carols. But here's the thing, singing though, TJ. Go Pack Go on his doorstep all night you, long. You, you know what's going to happen, though, right? What? You, you saw this story last year. Green Bay's going to lose to the Bears? Yeah. Oh, it I mean, not it, surprise me at all. The Bears are playing well. They yeah. have some momentum. Same thing last year. It was like the Lions are playing well. They got yeah. some momentum. Yeah. Yeah, no, that if like that happens too, I'm I'm not I'm not going to be a happy guy either. Uh Green Bay just right when you like sell them, they pull you back in. Right when you buy back in, it's time to sell them again. And I'm a little bop back You're in. You're the Godfather after, 3 gift. After beating down the Vikings over the weekend, which was a lot of fun. Keep the text coming in 502-414-1450, but it's going to be a fun NFL weekend. A lot on the line. Two games Saturday. It's so hard to bet though cuz it's like which teams are playing for something which teams aren't playing for something who's sitting who's not like the Steelers are favorites against the Ravens which is so weird would you all be mad if they I mean if they lost it's kind of embarrassing right uh a team with the playoffs on the line playing well, a team that's resting their starters fun fact Steelers can actually lose and still make the playoffs as long as the Colts and Te- Texans don't tie Bills lose or no Jaguars lose and Broncos win I mean, Steelers get in with the so loss. much it's not happening yeah no it's not but they're the chance is there. It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. I'm excited though. I don't. I'm not a big week 18 play. I, I hated when they added this week. I don't like it. I think it's been kind of crummy. What has it been? Two years that they've done it. Um, I don't. But this this week, at least from a Green Bay standpoint, maybe that's the only reason I'm bought into it. But I am. I'm excited. 4:30 Sunday. Packers versus Bears. No way Matt Lafleur blows it twice at home with a playoff spot on the line. No way he would ever do that. Well, he did blow it at home in the playoffs to the Buccaneers. And then who did he lose to? In the Rams lost to the Rams in the playoffs at home too. So Matt Lafleur making a mockery of Lambeau Field. Um, speaking of uh, mockeries, actually, it's more of an abnormality than Mo- anything. Mockerinas. Uh, do you notice that? It just hasn't snowed? Uh, yeah, well, it snowed that one time for a little bit. It snowed that one time for a little bit. Here's a fun fact from Bill Mech. Now, this is central Kentucky, their viewing area. Okay. So, slightly different, but for the most part, Wolver gets about the same weather as central Kentucky. 2023 saw less than an inch of snow for the entire year. It was the least snowy year ever recorded. Love it. Oh, suck it, Scoots, you dingus. 2023? 2023, less than an inch of snow. Wow. At, it was uh, just lower than uh, 1932, which is right around the, the, the same. The uh, they, they did have a, We did have a streak in the 20s where there was just, you know, less than eight inches basically every year. But uh, hopefully we're not on a warm streak. Not a cold. We're going to get more snow than I, that this weekend. I yeah, we're, it's supposed to snow Saturday mm-hmm. um, and Sunday. And I think like that's that storm system, like it's going to go through Kentucky and whatnot, and then it's going to make its way up to New England and just be like just blizzardy. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be like disaster for New England, is what they're saying potentially. But for us, it's going to probably end up being like rain. An inch or two. I would yeah. I would guess it ends up being rain. All the weather guys are saying it's going to be snow. It makes me think it's going to be rain. Well. I'm not a weather guy hater either, though. But, like, they're saying that it's going to be, like, in between 37 to 41 degrees. It's going to be rain. Oh, yeah. It's going to be rain. (laughs) It's going to be rain. That's the temperature. It's just going to be rain. Or it'll snow and not do anything. I like a couple good snows a year. They're pretty. They're fun to play with. Scoots. Kids love them. 
That being said, I don't mind the milder winters. One, anytime you can golf in the winter in Kentucky, you're stealing a day. Two, when you have a kid, just being able to go outside is such a cheat code. You really do get cat. Oh, I did that yesterday. In the winter. I, yeah, yeah just, not a bad like, day yesterday. Frank, you're feeling bad. Let's just go walk around outside. You put the, a coat. My only difference, though, is that like I feel like I'm trapped in my house for most of the winter anyway. At least like forcibly do it. Make it look pretty outside. You know? Is that, is that too much to ask? Every once in a while? I don't think that's too much to ask at all. Is, is, so, to your point, yes, I'm with you. Two to three good ones. And preferably like on the weekend or something like that. Because <laughs> like the snow days uh, for, which by the way, JCPS, biggest idiots in Idiotville. Part, why are they still on break right now? It's January 4th. <laughs> I love this. The Roush is really like turned on JCPS. And not, not unwarranted. Oh granted. yeah. I had a very open mind. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my wife teaches there. They pay a good salary. Like. You, you I could just, see my kids go, no, idiots that just, <laughs> all idiots, morons. It took her a month to get an ID badge. What are they doing over there? Like, seriously, there are just it's the idiots everywhere. Let's get to the third and second. Oh, my gosh. Why are they still on break? <laughs> Goodness gracious. It's, still, it's only house. January 4th. It's also a Thursday. Imagine them bringing kids back on a Thursday. They weren't going to do that. Hey, I remember everybody we went had to back go back on Wednesdays. I remember usually, we had to go back on the second. But it's one. usually the, like a Wednesday. Like, what's wrong with Wednesday? That's like a three day week. We had school the day after U of L played Wake Forest in the Orange Bowl. Okay, so we went back to third. Yeah, third third makes sense quite a bit. All right. Uh, I thought one would have we broken went back it to up. Second, I was just like, nice. What the hell is this? Anyways, but, but it's mostly just oh, there's every time I hear something from over there, I'm like, God, I really just want to just. Call you all idiots. So here I am. Idiots. Makes you feel better. Yeah, it does. Really okay. Does. Uh, we, yesterday's show was pretty weird. Here's this text we wanted to get to on some of the numbers and stats. Regarding your talk about Big Z and prospects, what do you think of the latest NBA big board? And this had Dillingham at 7, Shepard at 16, DJ at 27, Edwards at 28, Bradshaw at 36, Anenzo at 58, Big Z, 70, Mitchell, 77, suggesting those guys wouldn't get drafted. <laughs> so I know this is really nonsense at this point, but it may give some indicator of scout opinions. Have a great one. I disagree because there's t- – like, here's the thing about draft markets. There's so much volatility, especially with gambling, because there's so much misdirection. There's literally nothing except what insiders say that can determine the markets, Right. These guys, these guys are just having takes about non-conference basketball. You know, like I, I'm, I'm still of the mind that like the cake needs to bake some. I think Bradshaw is ultimately going to be higher up than what he says. Now, the only Brad, Bradshaw's not going that late. Yeah, exactly. Like seven footer. That's that athletic. Moves well. Yeah. Plays with intensity. It, it's just it's not going to happen. Seems to like the game. No chance in France. In the only one that I could see that has maybe some validity to it, because like there's going to be a lot of movement upwards, is just the. Justin Edwards, right? Like his all over the map is pretty, I don't want to say common, but like for guys that play his position and have his size and athleticism, a lot of what they're banking on prior to college was like, well, if he hits his upside and so far you're not seeing that yet. So I could see him like that slide makes sense to me, right? 
But outside of that, I just think it's a lot of like I think reactionary, over overly reactionary to non-conference basketball. The texture says this is nonsense at this point, and he's right about that, or she's right about that. But what I would add is that like UK may have five first rounders, folks. Yep. That's not and I, gosh, when the, all these goobers and field sixty eight guys were just ripping Kentucky, and I couldn't understand it because this team maybe had I think I like even said you know four first rounders may actually be five. And I'm not so sure that, like, Anenzo isn't going to turn some heads to the point that he gets to be a first-rounder. That may be much. But I really do think he's a special shot blocker. So, regardless of the number next to their names, Texter, I think the overall sentiment is this team is coveted by the NBA. That's good. That's what we want. These rankings are ridiculous, though. I don't know how in the world you could put Big Z in front of Trey Mitchell. I haven't even seen Big Z play yet, and Trey Mitchell's been nothing but good. Because he's 19, he's seven foot two, he can shoot threes. Trey Mitchell's a five-year college basketball player that's six foot eight. So that that's your answer. Yep. Hmm. Just potential stuff, Scooch. Potential NBA, potential NBA, potential NBA. So I, I mean, do you all not think Trey Mitchell could have a good NBA career? Because I do. No, I mean, well, uh, not uh, that sounded dismissive. He's like role player for a few years, comes off the bench, depending on how good of a three-point shooter. Yeah, plays. I mean, he's he's never going to be an Anthony Davis, but I think there's a spot for him in the league. Let's Like, you know, Sasha Clea Jones had a cup of tea in the NBA. Like, if, if he can do it, Trey Mitchell definitely could. Um, you know, EJ was in the G League for a so while. did that because his mom's from Britain. I think, I think Trey Mitchell's going to have to <laughs> – Trey Mitchell's going to have to make a decision. Do I want to go make, like, good money – internationally and probably be a good player and be coveted by international teams or, or do I want to just up and down. do yeah. I want to yeah do I want to go through the NBA rigmarole of the G League and stuff like that either way you're playing basketball for a living probably pretty fun I would imagine that's probably the choice he'll make but I hear you scoots uh, I'm excited uh, to see Big Z someday maybe what <laughs> didn't know he was number 44 until yesterday that's why you say that I, I remember when they announced it because everybody mistakes him for Chuck Hayes they look just alike <laughs> Robert, congrats on the anniversary, fellas. I still remember the random day I began listening to the show six years ago. I haven't missed many shows since. Hope to catch you all at a live remote soon. Robert, thank you. Uh, yeah, we'd love to see some folks at a live remote. Uh, most businesses not open at 6.45 a.m., though, when we need to set up, unfortunately. But thank you, Robert. What I, I do, I would love on like a slower day, everybody be like, yeah, I used to hate you guys, or I used to, <laughs> I used to like you guys. <laughs> Probably be more appropriate, I would imagine. Happy birthday, KRC. Nate Sestina might be Cal's most underrated transfer. Loudmouth Sestina. The simple answer seems to be that you all aren't allowed to have non-status quo opinions if you're famous. Get in line. Everybody, only one opinion on every subject is the acceptable one. That's the sad thing about universities, in my opinion, where it used to be like, let's just get a bunch of different ideas and have some fun. Now it's like, this is the idea. And you don't like that idea? So, uh... We, we we have more text about the Epstein list, Roush. Ooh, I saw the list came out. It came out? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. There's still a few redacted names. Um, I, I saw a hilarious tweet because, like, initially it was just all, like, exhibits. Exhibit, like, 101. Like, you know, all the names. And somebody tweeted and said, oh, no, not the guy from Pimp My Ride. <laughs> that's pretty good pretty funny yeah. pretty funny yeah. you all don't have to do this if you don't want but could you give me like a brief like minute synopsis on what's going on with all this like why is everybody concerned about this list yeah and if 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 i get if if 
myself or Roush get like a detail wrong, feel free to correct us on the Thornton's text line um, or just, you know, like we're doing broad strokes. I don't here need a whole buddy. spiel. Yeah, just, we're doing broad like strokes for our, our buddy Scoots. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein was a financier, right? Yeah, he had basically, uh, he was a money man worth like a billion dollars, mm-hmm. give or take. Mm-hmm. And he he managed money for wealthy people. Um, and as Scoots or as TJ said yesterday, it was a uh, let me take you out, have a good time, but also have such a good time. I kind of blackmail you into doing what I need you to do. Okay. Yes. And so turns out there was like a list of associates that he had, people that he had interactions with. Doesn't mean everybody on the list was like going to his island mm-hmm. and you know and, and engaging in rendezvous or anything like that. But there was this list, and for the longest time, Scoots they just wouldn't release it. And they didn't know why, and some attorneys from some of the people on the list were threatening lawsuits. Some people think the FBI was behind it, and they were covering it up for all these rich and influential people and whatnot, and nobody really knew if the list was going to come out. But finally, they got kind of Epstein. It was pretty clear that this dude is a really, really bad actor, although people suspected it for a pretty long time. And it seems like they're going to get him. seems like he's going to squeal on all the rich. Like, you're talking about, like, princes and kings and presidents. And, like, you're talking about the most powerful and influential people in the world. And uh, all of a sudden, Jeffrey Epstein kills himself. Conspiracy. Didn't he? Which I don't think there's any way in chance in France that he actually killed himself, given the, sta- given the facts of everything that was going on, the lost footage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Right, How on. do you lose footage no. of that? Like, we're not, we're dumb, but we're not that freaking dumb. Some CIA dumb. stuff. Didn't he have yeah. something to do with kids, too? It was sex trafficking. So, like, okay. on his island, yeah, he's a, he's a sex trafficker. Okay. He's a gross, gross human being. He's yeah. a bad Seems dude. Like um, that being said, he held the cards, and he could have released, like, he could have sang like a bird, and everybody that he had interactions with, he could have done. His brother thought that he was going to get out. His brother said that he thought he was getting out, that he was going to get out on bail and that like money could take care of this stuff. And then the next day he was, he was dead, hmm. um, which is, which is crazy. A texter on, let's just get these texts out of the way. TJ defending Aaron Rodgers, LMAO. My dog could have guessed that. Uh, the aftermath, the aftermath of your Lord. This is just, there were two people that texted in about it. One was the Matt LaFleur guy who we may have to block his number for his own good. This dude just, he hates every opinion that I have. And that's totally all right. You don't have to agree with my opinions. But you have to understand that like like they're just your opinions. Like your opinions aren't right versus my opinion. You have to understand that. And I think it'd be better for you if maybe we did block your number because he sent in like, Scoots, go read read the thread of that guy's text messages just so you can confirm that I'm not making this up. So like he sent like 10 in? Oh, yeah. After the aftermath of your Lord and Savior, Aaron Rodgers, messed up so bad, Pat had to open a show with a button-up shirt to apologize for him. Not true. Calling someone a pedophile <laughs> he wore a t-shirt. Calling someone a pedophile isn't just jokes and laughs. It's straight offensive and defaming. Aaron hasn't done anything but call out media and talk about doing LSD and darkness retreats. Glad you had to go on that five-minute rant and hear your annoying baby voice when you don't agree with something. Oh, we're mad you didn't get your way. You didn't change my opinion. Did Aaron Rodgers call him a pedophile? No, of course not. No, yeah. No. The, like, that's the thing that that's this Uber that... can't seem to understand, is that Jimmy Kimmel called Aaron Rodgers a kook for saying this list would ever be released. He called him a whack packer, called him a conspiracy theorist. All Aaron Rodgers was doing was saying, hey, this, it's going to get released, and Jimmy Kimmel's not going to be happy because he said that the list didn't even exist, that it'd never get released. Ah, 
That's it? Listen to the freaking quotes, everybody. That's what he says. And then Pat McAfee's, the, and by the way, Rogers didn't bring it up. Yeah. And by the way, we didn't bring it up. It's texters who are bringing this stuff up for people that get annoyed by this stuff, and I understand it. But point being, Epstein's a bad dude. I'm not a Jimmy Kimmel fan. And any nothing Aaron Rodgers said was so egregious that you needed to send 13 text messages crying. Just all of those things are true. And secondly, you know what, Jimmy Kimmel? If you want to sue him, then sue him. He wasn't on the list at all. He wasn't mentioned. Uh, Michael Jackson was. Uh, David Copperfield. Uh, Stephen Hawking. There's a picture of Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. Clinton too, where... was mentioned, and he seems to be kind of in the thick of it. Trump was mentioned as yeah, well, but yeah. he was mentioned in like a like. Yeah, it wasn't as. I like... didn't give him massages. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something like. But he was mentioned. But it's one there. of those things too, where like being on the internet right now, you're just like, wait. So how much of this is real versus how much of it is, like the internet making, you know, photoshops of. Jeffrey Epstein with the Pop-Tarts mascot, right? Like, you know, I, I The just, guy goes on to say, dudes and Alex Jones as an athlete, you can't wait to stick up for him. Embarrassing stuff. Uh, not to sound like, or no, um, well, I think I stopped sending him. Uh, we don't, yeah, we don't, we don't yeah. need to read it. And then one texter that I did like said this. Um, he said, I don't know, this Epstein thing feels something like you shouldn't really joke about. Pretty serious allegations. Which is fair. They are serious allegations. And that's why people should be more upset about this. The most rich and powerful, influential people in the world were having sex with minors and getting away with it. Like, you remember the Full House lady? Like, Lori Laughlin, people lost their minds yeah, because they were. She tried to pay to get, like, the best for her kids. Yeah. Like, you all have to try to put your brain in this that the most rich and influential people just were paying Epstein to cover this stuff up to keep it hidden, paying other governments to keep this stuff hidden and to keep it covered up because they are rich and powerful, and that's what rich and powerful people do. They don't want bad things to come out about them. They don't care about the rules, and that's why I think this thing is serious. I don't have an issue with Aaron Rodgers taking a shot at Jimmy Kimmel for all the stupid crap Jimmy Kimmel said about Aaron Rodgers, I, but I don't care either way. Like I'm not getting sued in this whole thing. But I do agree that, like, I hope we get some answers on this. And I hope some justice is served more importantly. I love that his last text to you said, go on a darkness retreat and take some LSD. He said that he was going to <laughs> tell Matt Jones that I said that he was on the Epstein list just to see if I liked it. <laughs> like, that dude's a nut. Like, you're just what? a nut, buddy. That's, that's it's weird. weird. It's weird stuff. Yeah, it's weird stuff. Uh, another texter on the Thornton's text line. We'll go to a break after this one. Uh, they say, the parents named a kid... Poor Chance, they have zero valid opinions. Uh, Chance Poor's dad said that his account got hacked. Yep. One boob, uh, two boobs, KRC, baby. <laughs> what about three boobs, says one texter. And they sent in a picture. Uh, I think it's time for a break. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Let's take it. The last one of the show. Couldn't come at a better time. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. When he gets home, right now his worries are gone. Life looks good, good, good. Billy's got his beer goggles on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Just talking? Well, what's the show about? It's 
Welcome back. One final segment on your first Thursday of 2024. Hope you're having a good one. This is Kentucky Roll Call. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show 9 to 11. Podcast, wherever you get your podcast, just search for Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back. Welcome back. One final segment. We got more text to get to. Yeah. I don't know if I have anything I, written down. In terms I, I do. Of like talking points. So uh, the the Under Armour All American game was yesterday. Oh, UA yeah. next. And it was, um, first off, high school football star games. Not the best product. When they're one, like three years ago, that was good. Like people took it seriously or something all of a sudden. The problem is, uh, I mean, there was two pick sixes thrown. So that like ends the game. But. <laughs> So, essentially, how they worked it out is that they changed the rules up to make it more offensive-friendly. It was only main coverage. There's no stunts. Essentially, it was like, we're going to do our drills, but in an 11-on-11 team setting. It felt like camp drills to an extent. Kentucky had two defensive linemen in the game, and that's not exactly the sexiest position to cover in these all-star games, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's probably the most boring. so much you can do. But I, what was nice is that Gerard Smith and Brian Robinson, Kentucky's two players, playing in the game. Jacob Smith, he was injured. He he's he's underwent off-season shoulder uh, surgery. Um, he'll be rehabbing at UK. Should be doing some stuff during spring ball. Um, but he he was unable to play. But so we just got Gerard and B Rob on the field at the same time. And one, my my two big takeaways were one. I just didn't think I didn't know Gerard Smith had that juice in him because he's just always playing by Jacob and Jacob is so fast and twitched up that I just like well this guy's so fast so this guy's slower but like no he's fast too he's just not you know so like that was the part that I was missed until watching then uh, I I thought he played well um, he also did well against a couple double teams too um, showed some discipline down the line he was mostly playing uh, kind of like a Five technique and a four. He's playing defensive end and a four three defense for most of the night. B Rob did a little bit of Bofa, and that's the part about him that like he is going to be so much fun to watch at Kentucky. He was playing the position that Deion Walker plays. He's playing like three tech defense tackle, and he looks like a stand up outside linebacker. And he held his own against those double teams. Then once he moved outside, it was like, oh, finally they're putting him outside, and it's like. Step, strip inside, boom, tackle for loss. Two plays later, step, boom, sack. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, so he's he's pretty damn good. That 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 versatility, though, is just – I'm f- fascinated by how – like what – here's where he is now. I just – I have no idea what he's going to end up as. Like that that's the part of his game that just is so fascinating to me, so intriguing. Um, and – their best plays were in the fourth quarter of a blowout. They're getting their ass kicked and they're still playing hard. And I, I, that's I cool. think that's worth something. Yeah, I think that's worth. Something. You like hearing that. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. There's only so much you can take away from it. I couldn't believe the lack of like people talking about it. You yeah. know, usually when you get UK players in those games, it used to be like a huge thing. Maybe it's just more of the we're used to it. Well, I think that's part of it. Is it's it's more of a regular occurrence now. Um, but I mean, I, I still remember watching the All American Bowl that had Landon and Drake and Cash in it. And I was like, "Oh yeah, let me let me get some highlights of these offensive linemen." It's like, what am I doing here? Like, what? <laughs> this is good for the program, but it's also very hard to to do stuff, especially when like they had guys scoring touchdowns and then going into like a Barbie doll box. It looked like the box in that movie. Yeah. Did, I don't, Have you seen that movie yet? Not yet. No. Yeah. Me neither. I want to. 
It was on in the background at like a Christmas party we were at, and uh, Will Ferrell looked like he was having fun in it. Is it Margot Robbie, the girl? Yeah. She also Big fan of like her work. She was having fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 She looked good. 502 414 1450. Great so actress. They, uh, I saw one of the transfer, Macklin's on campus. Yep. He made it. That's cool. Uh-huh. What? Who else? Uh, who else is going to be here? At least I know he's a transfer, but freshman who's coming early? 21 of the 27 or something like that. 19 of the Remember 27 like new guys. Bigger deal when you'd get like four of them or five of them. Yeah. Now it's like you got to well, try to do this. And that's what, you know, a lot of the people who complain about the opt outs, even if you move the signing day back, a lot of guys are still going to sign early because they or enroll early because they want to be on campus for the spring semester. So, the, the school calendar year is kind of just messing with things. Kind of kind of stuck to it. Also, man, how wild would it be if you were just uh, like, think about what you did this second semester of your senior year of high school. Imagine being in college. Like, and as much fun as college is, too, they would kind of suck because the second semester of your senior year of high school, you just. Yeah. What is, what is it they called it? Uh, senior. Uh, Senioritis, I think is what they called it in my school. Senioritis was you just kind of a, sure. you're just a, you, you're on cruise control. Yeah, you mess around, you have fun. Mm-hmm. Imagine going to college and like waking up for six a.m. workouts. Whew. Like while your friend group message is like, it's silly pajama day. We don't have to go until noon. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Claudia is bringing us donuts in the library. And then we get to skip out. Oh, for... we had a Mario Kart tournament today. <laughs> yeah, so, it was so silly. Man, there was one day. You don't, get, you don't get that back. There was one day last week I was driving by Louisville, and it was probably about 6.15, 6.20, somewhere in that range. And there were – it was freezing, by the way. There was athletes around the track. I was like, what is happening? Like, there's no way I'm going out to that practice at 6 in the morning. Ridiculous. People like to run in the morning, though, Scoots. It's, it's There's crazy. probably people listening to our show right now. Um, we're accompanying on their morning jog. Psychos. Uh, a texter says, I do feel like the uninformed, like Scoots, we should point out that it's not a black and white list of blackmail targets and pedophiles. It's a 900-some pages of flight logs and whatnot. Thank you. Yeah. That, that, that's Just because point. somebody's on that list doesn't mean they're guilty of this, that, or the other. Do we think anybody's read every page? Yeah. Sheesh. Yeah, I do. Uh well, and it came out at like midnight, so I saw there was some action. That's Georgia Wildcat did? No, oh, he put... Luckett's going to sue. Luckett with Pepsi. They said, oh no, say it ain't so Luckett. <laughs> Let's get back. Hopefully the text line doesn't bring that stuff up. Uh, you know, I don't care. You all text in whatever you want. We'll try to read it. But I know, I, I don't think they do, is the good news. Uh, Texter says... Imagine like having Luckett explain try to explain this because <laughs> like if we think sometimes scoots his head in the sand is on in the sand on news stuff luck it is he's, he's busy doing football i love it <laughs> that's great for luck i love it mm-hmm. uh texture says kelly craft will pay 10 million dollars for a date with brock that's just ham money it's a good text yes, great gross text. i didn't know you were anti-sex with hot chicks tj my bad you're talking about Big Z's like 18 year old girlfriend. It's weird. I'm out. I'm out on it. I would love to see TJ storm the NCAA as he takes a dump on Mark Emmert's desk. Mark okay. Emmert no longer working for them. <laughs> I would steal the little uh, what's the podium thing that that one guy stole? stole? The lecture? Is that it? Oh, the lectern. lectern. Yeah. yeah, I'd steal the lectern at the NCAA. 
Uh, Scooch, you could be the guy wearing the Viking horns. I want the, the shaman. I want to steal the gavel. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know. Do they have one there? Surely they got yeah, one. Yeah, they got one. Yeah. You're I mean, ineligible. Bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> listener here. On the topic of Indiana State, plug for a sneaky great game next week, Wednesday. Indiana State versus Drake, two of the best teams in the Missouri Valley and could be attorney and could be tourney teams. Go Bulldogs. Oh, man. So uh, I didn't know Drake was the Bulldogs. Yeah. Not sure if I've ever shared this or not, but there was a time when I believe my high school coach had a relationship with the coach at Drake, but the year that they were good and won the Missouri Valley and they got upset by uh, Western Kentucky in the NCAA tournament, right? Uh, Ty, what was his name? Ty, they hit the three. Oh, yeah. You know who I'm talking about? So Western was 12, they beat Drake as the five. That year Drake was really good. Our coach had a connection to him, so we got on the mailing list. They, they put us on that to where we we would get letters from them all the time in our locker. Ty Rogers. Ty Rogers. There we go. Um, and it was like, oh, we're being recruited by Drake. I mean, it was really cool. It made us feel good. They're like, oh, yeah, we're, we're doing the right stuff. We, we, we were not getting recruited by Drake. They were just <laughs> – I mean, like in theory – we were, but like we just got a bunch of press releases. Like, gotcha. Look how good Drake basketball is. Drake basketball, it's the best. Do you know what city Drake's in? I get all the Iowa cities mixed up, but I, I, I believe it is Des Moines, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. That was impressive. I wouldn't have gotten it. Uh, Texter says, podcast listener here. Oh, we did that one. TJ defending Rogers is Big Blue Madness one boob or two? I'm thinking like one boob. Mm, that's yeah. yeah. It's definitely one boob. There will be a spring game what, as long as... What does that as, make Hoosier Hysteria? Half? <laughs> no, nah, it's one boob, too. There will be a spring game as long as there's a petting zoo outside where all the pony ride proceeds will go to the Nil Collective. I like that one. I'm not sure TJ and Roush would be totally chill about someone very publicly insinuating they were involved with a massive pedophilia. I, I mean, fix- folks, people do that to me all the time. With like the, Pedophilia? Basically. like I mean, like I just... I don't know. Uh, yeah. The aftermath. Oh, we got that one. Da, 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 da. A few thoughts on this is one of my favorite texters. Just big basketball guy. A few thoughts on our first four SEC games. Florida as a twelve thirty tip, which I, oh I thought it was noon. Thank you for reminding me. Which I think works to our advantage slightly compared to a night game. Both Florida and A and M are elite offensive rebounding teams. Expecting us to lose one of those games, we'll be disappointed if we were to lose both. Mississippi State at home could be a sneaky tough two. They're elite defensively, take a lot of threes, have a good freshman point guard, and could have two loose Smith back by then. We need to be three and one or better after those four. Bigger picture, I'm anxious to get a do back. Love the versatility he gives us sorry for the long text go cats don't apologize great text and i'm right there with you hopefully a dude would be back it was kind of a surprise he was out last friday roush what's going on with him he's got uh like general soreness is what they said mm. general soreness you know, for duty. you know i watched about 70 percent of that game on friday before i realized wait i haven't seen a do at all where the hell's a do i guess they must have general shown him on the scares me bench. as a description for an injury yeah. i mean obviously yeah. i would rather it be that than like blown out knee but general soreness. Yeah, but like... Is he going to be generally sore tonight or on Saturday? I'm generally sore every day. I'm generally... <laughs> yeah. Can I can I take the day off? Um, and maybe it was just like, hey, he's slightly banged up. It's Illinois State. We've got a pretty deep team as is. Rest up, buddy. I hope. It'd be a nice break for him. I mean, that's what? Two, two and a half weeks without basketball? Uh, Texter says, does Reeves slump or is it more just one off games where he goes one of 10? On his field goal percentage, he's noticeably better this year from 10 feet and in. Interesting. 
That and I guess that's probably a, a that's true. Well, he's attacking the rim. How many times have we? He, I mean, he dunked it a couple times. We're like, whoa. I mean, a slump has to start with a bad game, though. So the question's going to be, will it be a one offer for Antonio Reeves whenever that night comes? Because we know it will, and we know that it has. Or will it be like, oh, he had a bad game tonight. Will he get it in gear for Saturday's game? Or he had a bad game Saturday, but you know what? He can bounce back Tuesday. Slump's that's not. A, slump's a, not coming. That that's a fair text. Maybe it's, it won't be a slump, but maybe it'll just be a one-offer. I mean, we know he'll have a bad shooting night. By the way, an Antonio Reeves floater in the lane, whew, it's so pretty. It is pretty. He's good at it too. Yeah. And UK wants him to do it a lot more than he was willing to do it at the beginning, but now he's coming around to it and it's working. Does uh, Reed is shooting fifty-six percent from three? Of course, that will come down. If not, he's the best shooter in the history of college basketball. Flying slightly under the radar, but Dillingham is at 45%. That's nuts. And like when I was just ranting and raving yesterday, I probably should have brought that up. Thank you, Texter. But that's crazy, Roush. If Shepard was at 45%, we'd probably be like, oh my gosh, this dude. Freshman, hardly like coming off the bench and he's shooting 45% from three. <laughs> that's really, really impressive. But yeah, it's nuts. And both those guys are coming off the bench. The, um, the other, oh, you know what it was? It was something completely unrelated that came to my mind. Oh, read it. I'm basically a texter. Um, <laughs> Corey Price was talking about Scott County. Greater Crossing is really good because Malachi Moreno goes there. Malachi Moreno, seven-footer. His brother his brother has a, set a bunch of records recently at EKU. Um, he was really good for Scott County. Took I think he was their last Sweet 16 winning team. But Moreno is like a fringe top 50 guy that UK has offered. And I'm curious what his what his recruiting ceiling is, um, because he's only he, I mean he's a, he's a junior, I believe if, I, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in that 2025 class, and he's kind of slowly climbed up. But I'm curious what his what his ceiling kind of is, if if that makes sense. Um, I will say here's this is uh, it's probably good that you have a guy like Malachi Moreno and Jasper Johnson who were, I mean Scott County and. Woodford County mm-hmm. grew up there. That, you don't get that off in the state of Kentucky. No. no uh, and then you, you have Travis Perry, Reed Shepard. Like, hey, this is good having quality players from the state of Kentucky. Let's let's keep doing that. Let's keep doing that. Fine by me. Uh, did we read the Travis Perry one? Uh, we did not. Not to sound like a massive weirdo talking about high school kids, but you can tell Perry has bulked up a bit since last year. Maybe that's one thing that's helped retranslate to the college game so quickly. Same for Rob between Canada and the season. Um yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. But that's at the age where they should be kind of – it should be noticeable from year to year to year to year to year up until they're like 25 or 26, and then they kind of get fat. Uh, does Kentucky football bring back Matt House? Was successful as a defensive coordinator more to him or the talent? Matt House fired at LSU if you didn't see, by the way. Yeah, that – um, A – Yes, bring him back if he wants to. I'm not sure what his if he's going to try to do the NFL thing because that's where he was uh, between Kentucky and LSU. He was coaching linebackers for Spagnola at the Chiefs. Um, but yeah, if you if, hey need a year to be an analyst, Matt, come on back. Um, I love. There's a guy who is already moving Mike Stoops to an analyst role to re, to have Matt House replace him because House was a pretty good recruiter. So was it LSU as well. I don't really know what went wrong this year. The Harold Perkins things w- was even more perplexing. You've got this guy who's a badass, and you're dropping him back into coverage half the time, right? It didn't make any sense. But Brian Kelly, he made a statement, cleaned house, fired all four defensive coaches. Um, I, 
I don't think that means Madhouse is washed. And if he wants to do a reunion in Kentucky, bring him on back. Happy New Year, fellas. Roush, what do you make of the Missouri D coordinator being rumored to LSU? Great. Get him the hell out of there. Please. They're Blake Baker, schedule, that though, guy was right? good. Huh? Missouri's not on the schedule, though, right? Nope. Not yeah, next year. Yeah, care. so it doesn't really matter that much. Same thing, um, their offensive coordinator. So Baker was a good hire two years ago, but their offensive coordinator is what saved Drink's job. It was a good hire. TJ, on Friday, we take on Collegiate for the second round of the All-A tournament. Should come out to Brown High School and take a peek if you need some Friday night plans. I know it's laughable that I'm even asking because I know you're not going to come, but I felt like it would be worth the long shot text. Highlanders are at an 8-3 and three record. Plumley Bro versus hey, Furch. It's on like Donkey say, Kong. yeah. Go, go, the Furch, fighting go. Furches. Yeah, go, suck it, Plumley. Go, be, Don't run it up on them, Furch. Yeah. Run it up on them. Uh, secondly, what time is it at? If it, it's time, probably 7.30. If it's, yeah. I would, yeah Unless they play the girls' game later. I'd love it if it was like 6. Then I could bring the kid, stay for a bit, then leave. 7.30, I could theoretically go after tough, bedtime. Though. But, yeah, yeah unlikely. That's, That's why point. I miss most high school games. I'd be in for the night. All right, everybody, have a great Thursday. Thanks for all the texts into the show. We really appreciate them. We appreciate you. Somebody we appreciate says, Corey Price. Thornton's live remote it seems necessary. Dude. It'd be fun. Imagine I've done a live the, remote with Thornton's before. Imagine the, the chaos. That would be so much fun. There Scoots, go, Scoots, just suck yeah, it. Suck yeah, there you go. Take, take that. Everybody, have a good Thursday. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Scoots is like, I'm just trying to get us out of the show. Let's have a party. Let's have a party.